0: Welcome, everybody, to episode three of We're All Thinking It, a Boston-based podcast recorded live. My name is Josh. To my right here is Rob. Say hi, Rob. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to my living room this time, not the studio and not my bedroom.
1: Man, we got to get back
0: in the studio. That was such a good time. We do. I mean, we just found out
1: after 10 minutes that uh, the TV was fucking up the audio, so...
0: Yeah, we were recorded about 10 minutes into this podcast, and we have to delete all of that footage because there was, like, so much bad. stuff. Right. It, it wasn't crazy. funny, so... It wasn't good. It wasn't good. I think we talked about our dating lives, which are pretty popping right now. I would say, Rob, how's your yeah, dating life? I mean, I went speed dating this week. What? Did uh, you get any good numbers? How it was, was it?
1: It was at work, so Wait,
0: it was a force
1: <laughs> force team bonding event. Work speed speed dating. Um, not too bad, though. I mean, we have just have so many new people. I had to, uh, I guess, get forced into meeting them and learning about them, so that everyone isn't a stranger.
0: Oh, nice! How was it? Made but I am fun?
1: pro stranger danger.
0: I like that. That was good.
1: <laughs> I am team no new friends, and that includes work.
0: <laughs> did you? Uh, did you like it though? Was it fun?
1: Yeah, it was fine. Met um, one girl who hasn't talked at all since she got hired like three weeks ago. Turns out she's from Europe and has an accent. Never knew because I never even said hi to her.
0: Where in Europe she from? Syria.
1: That's not in Europe. But uh, good try, <laughs> Mister Geography. <laughs> Um nope, she's from Hungary. I
0: really thought it was in Europe.
1: I mean <laughs> you were asking me earlier today whether or not you should freeze your sperm and after the boiling incident of with water <laughs> last week and now the geography, I really don't know if I just want another one of you like roaming this earth. You know what's Like you are the purge right oh this week, gosh. I think.
0: All right. This is it up. I know there's fifth graders that know everything about geography, but I don't know where any of the country is. Jeff so. Foxworthy would literally roast you. I don't think I'd make it through, like, round one of that. Group. You clearly would not. I graduated with like, a 3.1 in college, too.
1: What, the uh, University of Phoenix online? You mean the Harvard of online schools? I literally think you dropped out <laughs> of online college. <laughs> I couldn't handle the coursework. Actually... Thinking of that show, actually now, are you Smarter, enough? What a bunch of little assholes those kids were!
0: Oh my gosh! Thinking
1: they're like getting on national television, and thinking they're going to like roast adults. Every one of those kids was bullied. Well, you know what I think every one of those kids became, and this is going to be our topic for this week. They're probably the fucking assholes who spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars on a villa at Fire Festival. Oh my gosh! They're those clowns. I guarantee <laughs> you. Thinking that they were getting that package. So, uh, at my work this week, that was all anyone was talking about around the water cooler was uh, those Hulu and Netflix documentaries. I've only seen the Netflix one, Josh. I think you said you saw the Hulu one.
0: Yeah. I, I looked on uh, Twitter and they said that the Hulu one was like more comedic and more funny and like got more down to the earth of the thing, like the problems and the roots, where Netflix was like a dramatic take on it. They try to make it like spin it to where it's like he's the bad guy and everything, which I mean, he is the bad guy, but i don't
1: know i i, I laughed I, I mean i laughed at some points in the the netflix one just at how ridiculous it was but i think I, mean, I actually don't think i've ever watched anything on hulu i don't really? think i even have it no
0: i think the only thing i've ever watched on hulu was Grey's anatomy is that a bad look for me that i watch Grey's anatomy no you're just a basic
1: white bitch <laughs> i mean, probably I do watch, have my star you probably it. watch friends in the office many times too right uh,
0: I've seen Friends a few times. I've do you also a have a
1: long black parka coat with leggings and white shoes, or?
0: I have a long black peacoat yeah. and a long brown peacoat.
1: you like those girls that wear, like, the Han Solo outfits, some of those, every fall. I do wear joggers now.
0: You don't work out.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm i try trying to
0: give the vibe that I work out to my 500 followers on Instagram, because I am an influencer. 500 followers, like 400 of those you probably bought. Yeah, I got offered by Nike to pay them a thousand dollars to advertise their products. Jesus, uh, no, that's actually how the Fire uh,
1: Festival documentary Netflix started. Was it was just um, showing all the models and supermodels that they paid? Who even knows actually if they did pay them in the end? Um, to promote
0: that video, and th- I mean their promotion, the marketing was perfect. I mean, I saw that Kendall Jenner was making two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars in Instagram post, and she posted like seven times.
1: So it makes me just why I fucking hate them, but it's
0: crazy. But I mean, fire f-
1: half the time. It's probably not even them posting it; it's someone they pay to post. Yeah. for them.
0: I was like, I was watching that video, and I was just mesmerized by the entire thing because, like, their market and their vision was like genius for it. Like the idea of like, a, yeah, I a mean, tropical the idea island. of it is awesome. I mean, they literally made you. Th-
1: I mean it was perfect What he said He's like I'm trying to take The middle class America And try to think That they can have This life
0: Well it's I mean the perfect example Is Coachella like ten years ago Coachella was like a mini festival. Now it's like a hundred and fifty million dollar festival for two weekends of the year where the Coachella has a full time staff. Instagram ruined for everything. For a freaking up. two it's two. People literally pay of the for that
1: year. shit literally just to take a fucking Instagram photo.
0: That's and that's exactly what like fire fraud was like. Fire fraud. Now I'm calling it fire fraud. Yeah. The fire festival was like marketing to. They market to kids like our age that wanna be cool and they don't want to miss out. Like the entire festival the entire documentary was talking about the word FOMO the fear of missing out like this is legitimate fear that millennials are like they're like afraid that they're I mean, going to miss out fuck man i would have i wouldn't have i don't have the money to go i really wanted to be there i mean it would have been sick
1: it looks better than going to the fucking burning man in the desert <laughs> and standing in the sand
0: my mind was like i was watching this and i was so captivated because it was it was crazy. This guy was just playing everybody. And he even hired, like, he hired Fuck Jerry, which is, like, one of the bigger, mar- they're like a Barstool Sports knockoff, basically. They're just a marketing brand. They market the shit out of it. Perfect marketing. They had everybody talking about it. And then the guy was just like, yeah, we had no plans of music ever being there. Yeah. They didn't even, like, they they put up a poster that had, like, two million likes on Instagram that said Drake, Migos, Blink-182, bunch of, a Major, Laser, all these artists are playing here kanye and then they were like all the artists were like yeah we never heard of fire festival like in the video on the festival two days before the uh the event was starting they didn't have a stage
1: (laughs) yeah isn't that what blank pulled out too yeah and then like like, just said hey we're not going but they didn't say hey we're not going because it's a fucking humanity crisis waiting to happen (laughs)
0: like people don't realize is that like i worked in like the music business and it takes like six to seven days to set up your stage like the concert that you go to is set up a week two weeks before you even get there like they didn't have it two days before they would have flown like a thousand people to this island just to get this stage even remotely set
1: up it's funny you say that like in terms of like your career background because I feel like I took that view watching the Netflix one too I was like just the whole business aspect and like the decisions they were making like the whole operational needs I was like how the fuck do you not think of this shit? And then the worst one for me was the financiers and the investors who would give this guy millions of dollars and not one person was sent to do any due diligence to like check up on the progress, to see what actually was like where their money was going. Not one person ever did that.
0: Like people in this entire documentary were saying like the guy Billy McFarland who's like the creator of Fire Festival is like the bad guy, the idiot, like horrible. Like, don't get me wrong, he's the comment. The dumbest person in this is Comcast. The people that were gonna give this dude a hundred million dollars two weeks before the festival. That it wasn't until a guy told them to not invest into this company that they didn't invest them. They were gonna give this man a hundred million dollars when he was selling Hamilton tickets to pay for the Super Bowl tickets that he was selling so that he could get money into the freaking villas so the people can actually get there.
1: I thought the, uh, smartest guy. And he was only in like the first 10 minutes of Netflix one. His name was Keith. He was a pilot in the Bahamas that had lived there. And one thing I didn't realize was that they had switched islands a bunch of times. Um, so the first island that they were on, that they were filming with Keith. And I, get th- I think his role was like pilot slash logistics. So, so since he lived there, he was like the, the contact for like the land. And like he was supposed to like get all the, the people in the Bahamas like together and be... um
0: Surely you cannot be serious. Uh,
1: he was like the operations and logistics manager so i remember just at like one point he just goes to me like where is everyone gonna like pee and they're like oh we haven't like got that far and he's like yeah you need to like figure out where like people are gonna shit for the next like (laughs) weekend like you can't just shit in the sand and but then uh the best part too is he goes oh like They say they sold ten thousand tickets and he goes, I just looked at him and I told him like ten thousand people literally cannot fit on this island. Like (laughs) it literally like cannot happen in this space. we would have to like cut down trees, we'd have to like clear land and all that. Like it's just impossible. And the guy was like, Oh, we just like sold more tickets and he the guy Keith like started laughing and the guy was like, No, I'm literally serious, like you need to find out how to fit more people on this island and the guy was like, Oh what? And then he was like, he was, I think it was once they moved off that island, he was never in the documentary again. And I was like, he was the smartest person there because I mean, I told you like the career viewpoint that I took, like, those are the questions you have to ask first. Like before you, that's the thing, like Billy McFarlane and Ja Rule, they were just like, oh, fuck it. Like we need to bring models and have like a concert. But it's like, okay, who's going to pay for it? Where are you going to poop? Where are you going to sleep? Who's going to fucking feed these people? How do you get people from the airport to the fire festival? Like. All of this logistical shit is what needs to be planned and budgeted for before you literally say, I want Blink-182 to come play fucking all the small things.
0: (laughs) You need to get the people there first and then have them be able to live there for three days or however long this festival was. And then you reach out to music acts. You don't get all the people there and not even in promise acts that aren't yeah. even, don't even know about it. Like Drake even said in an interview, like I think it was like two months ago when this thing was like wrapping up. He's like, I didn't even know what that was. My people didn't even tell me about
1: yeah. it. Yeah, and like selling villas and private houses and like yachts to all these people, and then literally being like, they were just like, oh, like we need to make this cool. It's like okay, well, like you need to go find these houses now. And then they just kept moving and moving and moving. I think one at one point they said they hosted this during, like, the busiest time on the island, too. Yeah, they Bahamas. had the their
0: massive sailing festival yeah. in the Bahamas. So, obviously,
1: nothing was available. There was
0: no taxis. They said, like, their taxis weren't running. Those ships weren't running. It was, like, a I, mess. I
1: just, like, everything about this just blows my fucking mind from a business perspective.
0: It, it blows my mind from a business perspective, but it just blows my mind from just, like... A people perspective of how like blind people are when it just comes to like influencing in like social media, like they people were paying twenty-five thousand dollars to go to this festival to listen to Drake and Migos. First off, um, every time a Amigo song comes on, I'm like, "This beat sick, but what do they say?" Are they the people that are like, "Whoop, skeet, boop, huh, yeah, yeah?" Is that every? Good. Is that one of every other songs? They're like Crocbot. Cook, oh, yeah. Cook,
1: yeah, the, yeah. Chicken in the, cook the motherfucker in the <laughs> pocket.
0: Ski. Ski. They walk it like they Woo! walk it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got to walk it in my pocket. Hey,
0: was that them? But up? um, it's just it mind blowing. But then I was I was watching the documentary and they had a drone shot over the island. Did you see where they where they had the first island that was like picked out? They did a drone shot over it and there was literally no roads and no. Like, yeah, it was just a it landing. Was, it, was just it was just land everywhere. They had nothing. They had just. One strip of freaking of a landing yeah. spot, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna build houses there."
1: I love how they just ended up on an island next to the sandals. that you, you see commercials for like couples ago. Can you imagine? And it, was, it looked like it was in like a like a water treatment place, like that lagoon or whatever they had, and then it was like disgusting.
0: Can you imagine getting off that plane and just like going? You're paid twenty five grand to go to this like luxury filled like michelin star rated food trucks chefs all these things are going to be there it's going to be this crazy experience going to have some of the biggest bands in the world and all you see is the fucking Red Cross disaster relief tent. The hurricane tent, With yeah. beds that are still wrapped in plastic. And that people were literally fighting over beds because there was not enough that beds was, for
1: people. They did a few minutes on that on the Netflix. That was crazy. They were like, everyone just went into, like, fight or flight mode and, like, survival mode.
0: Well, here's the thing. One dude
1: was running around, like, he was, like, macheting every tent around him. He's like, I don't want anyone around me because I'm going to fear for my life.
0: Did you see the thing where... The guy... Nobody was in tents. Um, this was happened on the Hulu. I think this was the comedic effect that Hulu took. That everybody was in a single file line. And they actually had a dude... They had like six dudes with iPads. And they were checking people in and actually like divvying out keys to tents. And then Billy McFarlane stands up... On the table, On right? the table and goes, go. everybody go get a tent. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Shit. this fucking guy. This guy. This guy... Lures everybody in this He basically festival, just like incited
1: then, a riot. Essentially, and then goes
0: and just tells everybody, "Fight or flight. Get a fucking tent. Do what it takes to get a tent." Yeah. When all he could have done was just check in people like they were normally doing.
1: And was like, "Yeah, the music's gonna be awesome tomorrow, though." Once you're all dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just Yeah. Uh, so that's I guess the second part that blew my mind about this, just beyond the rational thinking, is the. The people that they were interviewing, so it was like his marketing like guy, the event producer. I think Andy King. He was I. So I had been seeing this meme all week of that guy, Andy King. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because it's it relates all back to him uh, talking about how he had to suck dick basically for water.
0: Oh uh, yeah, he just he, so, was, I like, yeah, I didn't understand. I am ready to suck, suck that. He was dead. like, I went home and got my mouth washed. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I, 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 my teeth. I kept seeing his meme pop up <laughs> everywhere this week on Instagram and I had no idea what it meant until I watched this and I was dying when I was watching the documentary last night though, because I finally understood. But yeah, uh him I mean he seemed to have at least like some brain, but him, Billy, the I think his name is Grant, and then Mark Weinstein, I think was the he was like the consultant for music festivals. What a fucking title, by the way. Like did you go to school for that, bro? <laughs> yeah. I went to Do school. Are you related
0: to Harvey at all?
1: Probably, honestly. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um Like as much as they tried to paint the other three beyond other than Billy as like they were just there and they knew it was like didn't really know what was going on and like they, they shouldn't be involved in the fraud. I was like, they knew what was going on the entire time. Like, they at least, like, wrote some emails and shit. But, like, how do you not just walk away after, like, seeing the shit show that that is, like, 45 days out?
0: I don't understand how. Like, why
1: would you stay? And they were like, oh, they, got, they have, like, 70% of my pay, like, hung over my head. But it was like, you
0: need to know that's going to be a disaster coming. Like, I don't understand how these employees that they pay that, for that fire company... They don't know anything about, like... Dude, they, this. like, didn't get paid. Yeah, they didn't get paid at all, but it's like, how do they not know, like, this isn't going to work? He
1: Well, it seems like in the Netflix one, he kept a lot of the people in New York out of the loop, and only the people that knew were the ones on the island. Because they were there creating the Fire app, which was actually supposed to be, like, a booking agency app, basically. Yeah, I knew that. It's like a Tinder for... And 7%. the Fire Festival was supposed to be the first big thing to launch it. So the people in New York, I guess, were working on the app, and they were like, "Yeah, we we never like got clued in on the meetings. We never got like told what was happening." And then he's like, "We would just get like no updates, no pictures, nothing." And they were the ones that had to like handle all the shitstorm, though, of people being like hey, like, how's the progress coming along? And they were, like, they would just, like, send it to, like, a fake email or something.
0: The best... Concierge. The best was, like, Jaw Rule did an interview with Billy McFarlane yeah. promoting it. And he's, like, I'm a creative marketer for... I'm, like, the head of creative for Fire Fire Company. And then, like, they shot to that scene for Hulu and then they went back to, like, the employee for... For, uh fire and she's like yeah ja rule never worked for this company he just oh, yeah. was given a title for media appearances i, <laughs> I was love- like everything about this company was fake and comcast is out here giving them a hundred million dollars i loved the end of
1: the, the netflix documentary was um they had uh, like a google hangout like conference call up or something and you can tell like ja was talking there's like eight other faces on the bob, and like a bunch of people in the boardroom and Jawar was like, "We did nothing wrong," and the guy was like, uh, "We like we were fraudulent. Look like, at our marketing, everything like." And he was like, "No, we just did false advertising. That's not fraud." And the guy was just like, "Yeah, it is." Like. <laughs> And then Ja Rule was like, We gotta fucking problem solve. We don't need or yeah, we have too many problem solvers in here. We need fucking solutions or something. You know, it's like, the guy has never like worked a day in his life. No, so. I
0: mean he's came up with two songs of the Shanti and now he's thinking he's gonna run a music festival. Yeah, I mean like people don't understand. Like Coachella books their acts like seven months in advance. Like Coachella literally came out with their lineup in like October. Of oh this
1: god, year. the Boston Calling lineup though.
0: Oh trash. my trash. People that like, get all hyped about Boston Calling. Twenty One Pilots was like so four years ago. Yeah, when, Like, their music. When was When Suicide Squad movie came out, and <laughs> a big song. And then like oh. Greta Land Fleet, oh. which I love, is now like abandoned. But to hate. they
1: shouldn't be headlining that. No.
0: They're not even. It that was
1: big, big last year when because Eminem came. It was like the first time he came to New England in like 10
0: years. Yeah, like that'd be cool to see. And they had like Paramore too. They had a bunch of big bands. This year it's like Travis Scott is huge. Like I understand yeah. Travis Scott's big. He's playing the Super Bowl halftime show. But let's be real. Like He's got one song. He's got one song. Super mode. Drake
1: is what makes it good.
0: Yeah. Like, if I'm ahead of Boston Colin, I'm doing like, why aren't you getting Drake? Migos and Blink 182, because obviously those three bands headlining sells a lot of mo- tickets and money. Hashtag fire fraud.
1: Um, I would be lying if I say I really didn't want to go to Firefest. Oh, I would have been there in a heartbeat.
0: Did you see how many hot girls were
1: there? I was gonna say, I would have felt like I could have fucked a model. <laughs> My streak would have ended. i <laughs> like, yo, Haley Baldwin, what up?
0: <laughs> Haley Bieber, dude. Streak would have ended. Haley Bieber, don't mess that up.
1: Well, she was Haley Baldwin when this happened.
0: <laughs> uh, the funniest thing about fire fraud, though, was when those people took their plane home and they waited like 10 hours for the plane to get there. And then they boarded the plane and it sat in the runway for an hour. And then they had a D plane because the plane was broken. Yeah. This is like, these people are never Dude. getting home. Um, uh, also, hold on one second. The funny, second funniest thing, though, was when, <laughs> when fire fraud was going down, like the fire festival was happening, and then Billy subpoenaed. Any person who said anything negative. Yeah, 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 so yeah. every time you said posted something negative on it, your yeah. post was instantly deleted yeah. by Instagram because yeah. he lost suits. I'm like, this dude's crazy. He's a genius. Yeah. No wonder he's I like- did
1: feel like he was so delusional, obviously, through it all. And I mean, I never like felt bad from him or anything. But then when he got back and he was out on bail, which was like half a million dollars or whatever it was, and they were like, oh, he's living in his parents' basement, and then they just cut to him sitting in like a penthouse of this new york thing doing these he was sitting there starting like this company called like new york vip access or whatever yeah
0: it was like selling where it was like it was
1: he was selling the tickets to like the super bowl the met gal victoria's secret oh yeah and it was like yeah you can't buy a ticket to like any of those things
0: like you can't buy a ticket to the met gal met gal is like invite only and you have to be like a victoria's
1: secret like you can't you have to get invited
0: and it, and he's like oh i've got two tickets yeah. to the met yeah. gala oh, like was, 10 grand we
1: can um meet and greet taylor swift and she's like yeah i don't do that
0: i don't even think there is like you, an entry seat for like the met gala like you get out of your like no you have to limo, think, and they know who you are i think you, you literally have to be
1: invited by one person i think her name is like anna they said yeah, yeah like taylor, anna has to know who you are
0: taylor swift doesn't do meet and greets because yeah. i've looked at it and i would pay any amount of money to go meet taylor swift cuz i mean it's taylor swift she's like the love of my life love of my life i watched bohemian Rhapsody the other day. anyways uh and she you the only way to meet taylor swift is going to her concert and you have to dress up and be like the most obnoxious people ever and she pays like a bunch of security guards to go tap you on the shoulder and be like hey you want to come backstage for a tea party they call a tea party she gets like well, Domino's are pizza. a
1: little too into this
0: I mean, I tried. Me and Paul tried. Your brother, when we went and saw a Gillette, we tried. You didn't
1: try at all. You were literally in the top row at Gillette Stadium in the nosebleeds. Yeah, and
0: your brother was in khakis and an accountant gear. <laughs> I mean, engineer gear, so.
1: Yeah, he has a job, unlike you.
0: All right. I was, not, I was working at the time. <laughs> no, you weren't. I know I wasn't. I <laughs> think you
1: were working on was a case of diabetes. Pounding <laughs> uh, them Coke Zeros. <laughs> yeah, But no, so he, he was in his, he was in his, ho- like, this penthouse and, uh, trying to sell the tickets and he started like another fraud company but he he used this other guy who was a tool as like the front man with the name and the guy was like having pictures but like wearing like the magnesis hat and like a fire sweatshirt and they're like how like how does he not realize it's like terrible marketing like
0: the best was his girlfriend and she's like he does nothing wrong he's a great person great saint She's like a Russian model, barely speaks okay. English.
1: Guy was sending fraudulent uh, financial documents to all his investors for years, scamming people. He literally millions told and millions of dollars.
0: Yeah, he like he told Comcast that Magnesis, the card company, was worth nine like ninety million dollars or whatever. They did sixty thousand like that yeah. year in like membership sales. For, yeah, like, they a probably spent like four hundred
1: thousand million or whatever.
0: Yeah, and he told him it was worth ninety million. That dude's crazy. Like. That, that movie I'd, we highly, highly recommend watching both the documentaries
1: do you think someone's trying to actually do it or do you think it's too soon and people will just be like yeah I'm not going to that thing
0: I think Coachella should market this and like capitalize this like Coachella is in the middle of a desert like it's just a crazy they need like, like Richard Branson has an island in the Caribbean
1: but they need someone like that to like fund it because and... you could actually do this logistically you could do it yeah you
0: could it's just gotta be a big enough island
1: yeah, you just can't try to do it in, like, three fucking weeks. But
0: I would do, like, like, Catalina Island right off the coast of L.A., where it's, like, an hour ferry ride from Los Angeles. You could do that. Yeah, I mean, the Bahamas
1: are only, like, an hour from Miami on a
0: boat. Yeah. And- but, I mean, there's places like that where this thing could happen, and it would be sick. Like, if they did, like, a legit festival, say, like, Coachella Festival, where they had, like, Drake, Kanye, all these big artists there, and it was, like, a thousand bucks to go, and then you had to pay your own flight, everybody would do it. But I mean, I mean,
1: yeah, they already did.
0: <laughs> but people, like, the fact that people were paying $25,000 for this, some were paying $250,000 for a villa, knows that there's a market for this, there is a niche for this, that they could make millions. Why don't we do that? Let's quit our jobs and go. I think I could
1: do it. It's just a nightmare, though. You just gotta have the connections. I mean, you just
0: gotta be a fraudulent con artist. Like, here's another <laughs> thing, too, that they didn't think. Like, on this island, how many cops are going to be there? Like do they even have the, that many security? Like would they have flown security over? What had to? You would need like I mean, a the thousand first, security guards.
1: The first the first island they were on was really just remote. Like you would have had to fly every supply in, every person to work there, everything to shit in all those porta-potties like
0: Everything had to be put on that island. I read something something about the guy. He could have bought the booze in America and, like, shipped it over and wouldn't have to pay a bunch of taxes. But but he didn't know anything about this. So he bought, like, $3 $3 million worth of alcohol in the Bahamas. In the Bahamas, they have an alcohol tax of 50%. So he ended up paying, like, $4.5 million in alcohol when he could have just bought it all in America. The business decisions, they're just, like,
1: Like, absurd. They're crazy.
0: Like, I just don't get it how... Like, I I think we said this earlier, but I just don't understand how you have people that trusted people with millions of dollars and they have no idea how to handle it. I see it every day at my company, but it blows my mind. Like I should be, I'm like a little naive when it comes to this. Like you should know how to do your job. Like if someone came to me because I'm a designer, I'd be like Josh, design what my app would look like. Okay, here you go. This is exactly what you wanted, what your app would look like. Have a great day. Please sign over the freelance money. Like, these people, their job... That was,
1: was the thing. Their problem was their egos. That was the one thing because, like, Billy McFarlane and ja Rule, yeah, you had a great idea. Okay. Like, that is when you then hand that off to people who have, do this as a career and are professionals. Like, you go out and you hire, like, fuck Jerry to do your marketing, and you let them do the marketing. You don't let that guy Grant fucking sit there and, like... Not know what he's doing. I think they say he had like zero experience and even like events. Like this story reminds me of
0: the guy who made Flappy Bird. I forget his name. Well, it doesn't matter. He was making something like eighty five thousand dollars per day, like when the Flappy Bird hit its height. Like Flappy Bird came out it was like the biggest game. Everybody was playing it. He quit it. Yeah, like my a roommate week was later. a dick to do it. He was making eighty five grand a day on like ad revenue. He said. I am too stressed out running this app, so I quit. And he just deleted the app. It's never been around anymore. The guy left. Like, you are fucking stupid for doing that. You making eighty-five K a year, you pay a company fifty K a year to run your app and then you just live off that for the rest of your life and do nothing. I'm sure
1: you banked a bunch. Like, but
0: this guy, like this Billy McFarlane guy, you have this great idea, you have Ja Rule. You go to like Live Nation, you go to even go to Coachella, you go to somebody massive and be like, hey, we have this great idea. They see all these people who want it. Like, we have sixty-five, or what was it, hundred million people, the dollars they had, in tickets sold, something like that. I
1: don't
0: know. Uh, they I I think remember. they said that in the thing. And like Probably you have all this money, two fifty a villa. Yeah, like <laughs> make this happen, Coachella, and Coachella would be like, okay, we want ninety million. You guys get ten, and then they would be like, okay, and then them two should be like, oh, wait, now we know what this, what we're getting into. What we know, the next fire festival, we're going to make that ninety million because we know how to do this all.
1: Like, I think they said they signed like a five year contract too. Yeah. So like, all the people in the Bahamas are pumped just, for the
0: jobs and everything. And then it's wild. Like people are just so stupid when it comes to these things. And it's like my naiveness because I'm like, you go to college, you should know what you're doing. But then I'm like, I work with people that are fucking morons. So I understand completely yeah. what happened. But anyway, it's
1: crazy. Like everyone at work's talking about it. Everyone loves Every, it. Everyone loves a good scam story.
0: I know, dude. Any any other con stories that you
1: think that are cool? Uh, well, I was actually just listening to a, another podcast I'll promote it on here, which was pretty good. It was called Last Scene. Mm. Um, no, so no, it no. ties back into Boston. So it was the Isabella Stewart Gardner art heist. What'd she steal? No, it was her. She has a museum here. Um, and she was just a big collector back in the day, but she had like a bunch of like Rembrandts, uh, I think it was Degas, like paintings worth like millions and millions. I think it was, they valued it at five hundred million when this happened. I want to say it was nineteen ninety three, maybe ninety three, ninety four, somewhere around there. And it was like five hundred million valued then. So they're like they're priceless today because yeah, they're billions. Um, but it was a really good podcast. I binged it in one whole day at work, and it was like ten episodes, <laughs> but. No, it's crazy. If, if, if you don't know about it, definitely listen to it. Um, still the biggest art heist ever in the world. Happened right here in Boston,
0: and none of the artifacts have ever been found. I thought the biggest heist in Boston was when Ben Affleck robbed Fenway.
1: When he was working for the florist.
0: <laughs> the florist, that's his name. Who
1: clipped you nuts? <laughs> I think his name was Fergie. I
0: Fergie, Fergie. Who's cow we taking? Who's cow we taking? Great movie.
1: I thought the uh, the biggest scam though you liked was
0: Ocean's Eleven. Oh, that movie's so good. It is good. Uh, everybody gives me shit for loving Ocean's Eleven. Like I love heist movies. Like my, my first one I ever watched was uh, the Italian Job with Mark Wahlberg, and everyone's like, "Oh, that movie sucks." I was like, "This movie's great, dude." The movies on FX like every weekend. I loved it, dude. And then, uh, but Ocean's Eleven is like the key. For we
1: me. uh we stand in front of the fountains when we go to Vegas with some cigars.
0: I'm so excited. Slowly walk that. away like that. <laughs> but. Dude, we're main gonna main. rob the casino. Even the Tony Benedict, baby, we're coming for you. I mean, fucking Rain Man banked up the casino, and he's a retard. Yeah, <laughs> so did Alan. But Oceans Eight, even the remake was good. I think any movie with Oceans, even though I've never that. seen Oceans Twelve or Thirteen. Twelve was trash. Just put them all in. And I'm, I'm in. I love was trash. Ice. Thirteen was good. I'm trying to think of like the last heist movie. Den of Thieves, I think.
1: Didn't you love the the Sting?
0: Was that a Oh, high that's story? a good one from the seventies. Right, that's you, a great. You always movie. wanted to watch that. I watched it once and I loved it, and then I watched Ocean's Eleven afterwards, and I never wanted to watch the Sting again.
1: Yeah, and you realize Brad Pitt and George <laughs> Clooney were a way better duo than Robert Redford
0: and Paul Newman. But I mean, The Rock posted about the Sting the other day, and now the Sting's like trending on freaking Twitter. People are watching the Sting because The Rock brought it back. To the Rock's Instagram is the weirdest thing.
1: Yeah, it's like him just working out. It's either him, yeah, like just devouring food, working out, or just making fun of Kevin Hart.
0: That and then like him trying to be like the most positive person in the world. Like, we, dude, we get it. You're worth like a hundred million. I know. I feel like he's. (laughs) I feel like
1: he's like, he got a lot of sins or something that he's trying to make up for because he's always like. Hey, I want everyone to know that, like, I went out above and beyond and made this girl's day. Because yeah, he's like, my fam- I flew her across the country.
0: He's like, I do this all for my fans, but please go see my new movie, and- uh, Jumanji.
1: <laughs> yeah, and see, I just have like the uh, cynical heart, and I'm just like, "What are you trying to hide here? Like, who did you touch this week?" <laughs> you know,
0: we're all thinking of the rocks oh, up to yeah. some shady shit. He must be. He's too nice. That's- Speaking of Jumanji, like, I've been thinking about this question a lot. I think I saw it on the internet somewhere, but would you rather be stuck in Jumanji or Jurassic Park?
1: We're talking the originals here, right? The originals,
0: not like the new remake shit. Good,
1: because I haven't seen the new Jumanji movie. Oh, it's probably, probably It's actually pretty funny. Uh, I'm going to have to say Jurassic Park.
0: Oh, I think Jurassic Park is the obvious answer.
1: My big thing with this is there's a there's a human hunting another
0: human in Jumanji. Well, it's like Jumanji. A, and that magic. guy has a giant gun. <laughs> but a, like Jumanji's magic, so it's like you don't know what's going on. You have to roll the dice, and then you have to yeah, move but you your don't piece. Pl- you and don't shit. play
1: the game when you're in the world.
0: So you're pa- wait. Else. So you're part of the world. Yeah, you're part of the game. I thought you're Peter, and like when when you yeah, go you into Jurassic S- Park, you're like one of the kids. No, Peter was Robin Williams. He got sucked yeah, into the like, game. Yeah, so Robin Williams, you're playing the game of Jurassic Park or you're playing the game of Jurassic Park. No, he
1: got sucked into the world and he had to live in the world until someone brought him back out. He lived in the jungle for 30 years. Nobody nobody played the game from the time he rolled the dice. Oh, they wait. Because they had to finish his game.
0: Wait. Remember? So he was stuck in there. I'm trying to remember. Oh, wait robin williams the kids went back in time into the jumanji game and they found robin williams right
1: no the kids played the kids found the board game and had to finish the game that he had started 30 years earlier
0: but where was he in the laro? he was
1: in the game
0: wait so how did he meet up with that girl again
1: that girl didn't get sucked into the game she was playing with them in like 1970 i just spit everywhere i was disgusting.
0: oh uh, so then when they got out he went and saw did her you, have you
1: never seen this movie like, it's
0: been years
1: Dude, it's like I the thought,
0: Like I was like I was like I don't want to be in Jumanji because it's like. Magic. Robin
1: Williams and the girl started the board game in like 1970s. They started playing. Robin Williams cheated, so he got sucked into the board game, and then that girl obviously like ran away, and the game was never played. Then when Kirsten Dunst and little kid who comes the monkey. Oh yeah. They found the board game when they moved in the house, and when they opened it up, they started playing the game as if they were Robin Williams and the girl.
0: Oh, and that's the when game. then Robin
1: Williams, like the boy landed on something, so Robin Williams got to come back out. He was stuck in the world for like 30 years. Oh,
0: like, yeah, like, see, that's what I thought. He like, was fucking
1: I- Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, like I thought that you would be stuck in the world and you'd never come back. So I was like, I'm obviously the obvious choice is Jurassic Park because all you have to do is dodge a fucking T Rex, which that can't be that hard. Dude,
1: the T Rex is even the worst. It's the Raptors though. Yeah, like all you have to
0: do is get rid of a raptor here or there. Like fucking get rid give of me them. A, They're like
1: the the hardest fucking
0: predator in the world ever. I solved Jurassic Park. Give me a gun. I guarantee, you give me ten shots, I'll hit it once.
1: I honestly actually want to go to the shooting range again. I haven't been a long time. I don't think I'd trust you there, though. I've shot a gun once in my life, and it was a shotgun. Yeah, I wouldn't trust you. I hit the target though. Can't. Yeah, the that's shotgun's became... the easiest thing to hit the target. It's got the giant spread.
0: Yeah, but I was like so afraid of it, like kicking back and like breaking my shoulder that I like never wanted to shoot a gun again. I mean, I don't know. I've been, a I'm shotgun no, would do that. I've never been really into guns. I don't know. I'm into them. Don't have one. <laughs> You're not like your brother who pays thousands of dollars for guns and a gun membership and is yet to go shooting. Yeah, he's a moron. <laughs> uh, no, I think the
1: obvious answer though is Jurassic Park because, like I said, I don't want another human hunting me because they're fucking smart. But Although all, the raptors and the T Rex are smart too, but
0: all you gotta do is dodge a dodge a raptor.
1: All you got to do. do is dodge All you got to do is dodge a raptor. I don't know if you tr- uh, uh, heard my last episode. I can't even fucking get up from the ground when I ski. I mean... If I went outside right now and probably sprinted like 100 yards, I'd probably puke. I mean,
0: you are gas walking up three sides of the stairs. Yeah.
1: I'm not dodging a raptor. <laughs> yeah. That's not happening. And I'm also not out running on T. Can I
0: can I get like you know like those dog whistles where you blow it and then the only dog can hear? It. Do they got raptor whistles? Like whee!
1: They did actually in Jurassic Park three. Yeah. Remember he had the the like br- brachia tube or whatever? Oh yeah. Right. He was like, like mmm. <laughs> And then the things came and But I mean
0: like, in Jurassic World or whatever, Chris Pratt like is one with a raptor, so like Yeah, he just puts his hand up. Can I just like avatar and like tail it? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs>
1: I actually don't want to be in Jumanji because I fucking hate snakes and big bugs, too, so... Yeah, that's right. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I'd rather just
0: get eaten. I mean, I'd rather not get shot by a hunter with a fucking weird beard.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, that was like an elephant gun, too. That thing would literally rip you in half. Yeah,
0: no shit. It's for fucking elephants. I mean,
1: I feel like one after what I've been eating this week. I had five guys like three times this week. Oh,
0: my gosh. What's up with you and your new fad with five guys? You've been eating that it's all the so time. It's so good. Dude, their
1: when I'm starving, it's next door, so I just go and get it. It's a, it's and meatball pretty... <laughs> subs from Subway.
0: Yikes. Yeah, oh, man. I had, I haven't eaten at Subway in five years since I got food poisoning, and I saw a commercial for like a garlic bread meatball sub, and I was like, I love garlic bread I like meatball subs. I went and had it. I took one bite of it, and I almost threw up. Jared would be
1: a great fucking contestant for our Purge weekly segment, wouldn't it? Yeah, You know what? We're going to do it right now. Sound the motherfucking alarm. It's time for the purge. I'm going to put myself on the list. Uh, Our purge this week is anyone who thinks they are impervious to the cold. Specifically from this uh, minus 50 degree weather in Chicago in the Midwest this week.
0: Specifically my brother who only wears shorts, t-shirts, and basketball shoes everywhere he goes. Do you know...
1: Well, from an earlier episode when we first started doing these podcasts, we did a segment on people who wear like different sports jerseys. I feel like your brother is also one of those type of people.
0: Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Like
1: he would go to like a Celtics game and like a LeBron Lakers jersey, and they would oh. be playing like Golden State.
0: He's not a fan of teams; he's a fan of players. No, he has like do. his own players that he loves, and he follows them. You gotta pick a team, man. Same with yeah. soccer; like his favorite players on Man City, but his favorite team is like Man U. You know it but is. he only has Man City jerseys of that one guy.
1: These hoes ain't loyal,
0: man. It's crazy. People don't like that. But, I mean, if you go outside when it's negative 20 in Chicago with nothing but, like, a pea coat, a headband, and Timberland boots on, you need to be purged. It's negative 20. Stay inside.
1: I saw a picture that uh, I think it went viral because of the kids comment they've asked him for his name for it and he's like oh I can't give my name because my mom's gonna get mad because the, the whole picture was how he was walking around I think University of Minnesota's campus in fucking shorts when it was minus 40 outside <laughs> and uh, yeah like he can just die like anyone who needs to be that hardo in this world can you imagine what that actually be like if an actual purge happened
0: you know what we should actually purge. Anybody who thinks global warming's the thing, yeah. it's freaking negative four it's colder watching, uh, in Minnesota than it is on Mount Everest. Are
1: you there. watching the Day After Tomorrow
0: today? I was I <laughs> that's funny. That's the movie's joke. been out for like fifteen years
1: and you first somehow see it the first time today. It's on FX every weekend.
0: I've never seen Day After Tomorrow in I was actually listening to the news, and they're like, "Oh, it's like the pretty day sure after like Jake Gyllenhaal was in like middle school." And that yeah, they're like, made. "It's like the day after tomorrow. It's so cold, like it's like a new ice age or whatever." And I was like, "I've never seen that movie," so I ended up watching it. I have like forty minutes to go, but it wasn't bad. Emmy Rossum's Bay, dude. People
1: that need to be purged. People She's, that yeah. pause movies and come back to it like a week later
0: yeah i mean i forgot that i was watching what are
1: you doing with your life where you're sitting at home doing nothing right now you can't watch them well i, hour I got movie. like
0: an hour in and then i like went and uh, ate I, some I lunch Point up. and then i went and played some video yeah, games you and didn't I, deny it. I mean that's definitely on the list jesus i'm actually God. starting to see some veins in my right hand so i mean ladies please give me a call yikes <laughs> Um, Is that a good look or a bad look? That's a horrible look. Oh, okay.
1: I actually think of one person, and it was from my sophomore year in college with this, and shout out Dan. Fucking hated him. So my neighbor Dan was <laughs> one of these people who thought he was impervious to the cold, and in in New Hampshire winters,
0: he was... Is wear, that a Harry Potter spell?
1: I think so. <laughs> Expecto Patronum.
0: whatever. Anyway. Uh, and anyways, this is. guy
1: would wear uh, t-shirt, shorts, maybe a sweatshirt, but those are like fucking finger-toed shoes. And yeah, he'd just walk in the snow and the ice. You know, oh, if it was two inches of snow, 12 inches of snow, he'd just walk in. Oh, he, my feet don't get cold.
0: That dude probably waxed off the Bear grills. No, I,
1: I'm telling you earlier, really, I think he literally thought he was like fucking Frodo Baggins. <laughs> and
0: like didn't need to wear shoes anywhere. I mean, his wings are so small, the ring could probably fit on it. Yeah, I mean,
1: he was like 5'3", so he probably had a man's in there when he was. Yeah, probably. Right. A little cock ring.
0: <laughs> one ring to rule them all. All right, I think we're heading Gimli would bite that shit off. Just, I think we're heading the end, end, off, of our, wait, end of our episode. Gollum! Smeagol! <laughs> 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 all right, that's going to wrap
1: this up. Josh, can you please share our social media? Yeah, follow followers?
0: us on Twitter, at Wadi Podcast. Thanks uh, for yeah, checking us out. Up on
1: Instagram, finally.
0: We're actually getting a bunch of people listening to the podcast, which is crazy. You never thought we'd have more than five people listening. Yeah, and a
1: bunch to us is like 14.
0: Yeah, I think we had 21 on our last I think I've
1: listened to like four different devices, so I'm probably four of Yeah, I think
0: those 21 people are like my only 21 followers on Instagram, so... I
1: mean, nobody likes your tweets whenever
0: you tweet. I'm a great tweeter. Eh, I, have a good, for I have a good tweet game.
1: Uh Twitter at Wadi Podcast yep. W A T I. We now have an Instagram. It's we the letter R thinking It
0: We're all thinking it. I don't yeah, we're know. gonna be changing the Instagram. We'll name. follow you if you follow yeah, us. Yeah, you follow us. I don't know if I can, dude. Can I'm gonna you? be making a new Instagram called Wadi Podcast. Yeah, I made like, like everything else
1: is. I don't think I I don't think it's available. Oh, we we'll are going to figure it out. We'll have to figure it out. We're uh, going to post like, sound SoundCloud, clips. Still on Spotify. Still on Apple Music. Yeah, or anywhere you listen Josh, to podcasts. Uh, maybe if he starts pulling his weight, we'll post some sound clips on the Instagram page. Here. Yeah, I'll
0: figure it out. I got, I'm got. <laughs> i the copywriter, no so anything you see with the copyright, that's me. Rob's more the editor. He does all the editing for the voices and stuff.
1: All right. got going to start planning for the Super Bowl week coming up.
0: Who do you got winning? Hatreds, dude I already told you that. Next episode, we're gonna give our Super Bowl picks. Officially. Maybe talk about who to avoid during Super Bowl week. Yeah, me. Maybe. maybe uh talk about the type of people that are at every Super Bowl party. Ooh. Maybe. We'll see, we'll see. I think we will. All Make right. sure to follow us at Wadi Podcast. Okay,
1: it's like the sixth
0: time we have told them. <laughs> this is we're all thinking it. We out. Later fuckers.